is up. Welcome in. It is finally week one on the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Look at this crew. <laughs> Welcome in. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. We are here. Power me. We did it. We have new Brags, faces. Brags, Brags, Brags. Sorry. We have old faces. <laughs> Uh, we are very excited to unveil our our 53-man roster. It feels like all of a sudden we have a 53-man roster. It's great. But you guys, you guys made it. Congratulations. Uh, am I an old face or a new face? Because I'm already confused. You're, are you the old face? You're, you're an old face to me. Buddy. I'm definitely Buddy. an old face to you, Pat. Uh, to some of our viewers, I hope you're not an old face because you, you've already done a couple of our shows. That's true. That's we had true. some good post-game time. Show three. Let's so, yeah, go. I don't know. You're in the middle. Braggs was here a couple weeks ago, too. That's right. Uh, and then Carmen Vitale's here. I'm the, I'm the new one. Yeah. I'm the bona fide new one. But, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. And I'm The first thing we have to figure out is who is Carm. Yeah. And who is Carmi? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Carmi. Well, so I go by Carm to my friends, which we established, but you're, you're Carm. And then yeah. I can be Carmi. No, well, so this is a, it's emotional for me, but, <laughs> I, but I, can, I can give up Carm for the benefit of the show. I'm happy to do that. And, and we could go old school. I mean, I mean, high school, I was Carmen. Okay. Uh, so there's that. But uh, you're, you're kind of settling into Carmi, so I might, I you know, not be the nice guy and just kind of try to wrestle Carm back. There's Carmi. a lot of Carm, Carms, Carmies in Chicago now with the new, I don't know if you watched The Bear. Yes. Yeah. And Great I was show. like, yeah. I had so many people text me and they were like, um, do you know that there's a new show about uh, an Italian beef place in Chicago and the main character's name is Carmi? And I'm like, what? That's kind of big. I know. So, like, I just feel like this this name is taking over the city. It's a lot of good karma. Oh! That's why Braggs is here. Walk off. Walk off. (laughs) All right, don't walk off yet. We still have uh, 56 minutes here. Can I do one more Carmen story before we move along? Yes. Because I I just, I think it's Bears. uh, At at, uh, at WGN Radio, I got a call from one of the uh, producers one day. It's like, they're like, congratulations on your new show. And I'm like... What new show are you talking about? He's like, I saw you on a billboard, Carmen and Yurko. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, that's not me. Yeah, and I Carm. want it to be me, but yeah, yeah. but it's not. So, But thank you. So, anyway, Carmen, we're here. Let's go. Here. A lot of Carms right, in this you. city. All right. Yeah. Well, here's a good way to start. Don't worry, by the way. The, Nick's still here. He's actually right over there. We, we don't have enough chairs. He's drinking really the Lord. The problem. Uh, so he, he, don't worry, Nick's going to be in here in a little bit. We're, we're going to um, have him in here to talk, talk bears, as we always do. And he's in the chat. Which yep, yep, Nick's, he's also in the chat from 10 feet away. Uh, Will DeWitt, still part of the crew. Everybody's, we're just building to it. It is time for the regular season. And Corey Wooten, former bear, woot, woot. former cat. Most importantly, I was gonna say former cat. Uh, we have a big northwestern flavor here, don't we? Oh yeah. Oh, I Rex, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I I feel I feel happy for you. I was gonna say sorry, <laughs> but we're gonna start this off on the right foot. Okay. One and zero, buddy. Yeah, you beat yeah. Nebraska. That was a great game, and I, you had a great. Seemed like you had a great time out I, there. I got to go to Dublin. It was amazing, and uh, I'm Irish, so you know I want to go out there one day. The, the they, homeland. They, Hats off to the Irish. Number one, they did a great job with the grass out there. I know we're going to touch on new Soldier Field grass. And, and number two, 
Uh, these people really respect happy hour out there. I okay. mean, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that was fun to be on from uh, Yeah, you were in the middle of happy hour when yeah, you jumped yeah, on the show. Yeah, yeah, they were, <laughs> do you remember it? I, I vaguely, yes, I believe I was okay. double fisting. Didn't just, they get just free beers because the Wi-Fi went out? That's true, too. They were like, here, just have free beer. Yeah, I mean, no, why can't we bring that over to the States? Slash I, Soldier Field. You know, if the uh, Wi-Fi goes down, hand them out. Let's go. No chance that would ever happen okay. to Soldier Field. <laughs> Good chance the Wi-Fi would go out. No chance they would just make everything free. Nine dollar water bottles. No, they, Come on, they follow you home. Yeah. All right. Um, we are we're going to get into plenty of bears talk, but since we're all here together, I think we have to introduce everyone one by one. Get to know you guys a little bit. Let's start with you, Mark Carmen, the first person who I interned under. And by intern means did all his work while he took naps in his cubicle. Yes. Uh, I, I hired Adam uh, brilliantly in 2008, WGN Radio. And, yes, I did. Uh, he basically befriended Judd Surratt, who uh, I didn't befriend. And, uh, and Voice of the Bruins. Voice of the Bruins. Bruins super Bruins. talented. Go, Judd. Uh, and, and everything else uh, that you did over there. And so, and then we were, uh, we did radio together at the, uh, the game back in the day and also WGN as we both grew up in the business and now, uh, and now here, which is kind of amazing. Uh, Bears bio, first game, week one, 1985, Bears 38, Bucks 28, me and, me and Papa Fred in the family section, no beers allowed. My dad made the corned beef, the sandwiches. We went down to Old Soldier Field. Uh, one of my one of my favorite memories back in the day. Also, a uh, longtime vendor at Soldiers. A lot of lot of vendor history around the media. Shout out Barry Rosner, Mike North off the top. Oh, yeah. da- David Kaplan off the top of my head. Uh, used to used to work the upper deck corner. Got threatened by Bears fans if they didn't get their Miller Light in the next five minutes, that I would get thrown off of uh, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the the new soldier. The new field soldier upper field. deck, which yes. is pretty high up there. Terrifying, yeah. straight terrifying. Freezing cold days, walking from the Roosevelt Red Line. 7 a.m. freezing cold, but grindy for you, Bears fans, to get you your beer <laughs> that you needed to get through many a Bears season. So and it uh, definitely wasn't free. Yeah, and and by the way, shout out to uh, you know I've been doing Bears post game on GN for the last yes. seven years, which uh, I have to give up to be here, which is obviously amazing to be here. But to just shout out to my guys, Hamp and Ob. Ob sending a great good luck on the first show today. Love you, Ed Obradovich is the best. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get those guys in here at some point uh, to join the show one day too. So anyway, uh, there's that's that's oh, me. Ob very scary and angry with a microphone in his fr- face, very friendly and. Chill. The, the sweetest guy ever. Well, Adam was, you know, you were the yeah. reporter on that show for many years, and OB would be, at, at the start, was like, who's this guy, Adam Hogue? And then he'd come on there, like, and then five seconds later, they were best friends. Adam, Adam, I love you. Adam, tell me what's going on. Adam, I hate this team. Uh, I, or I hate this coach. Basically, the, wait, wait, every 20-minute hit, it would... All, 15 to 19 of those minutes were just him yelling at me <laughs> like like I was the one who made all the mistakes in the game. And then the last minute would just be him praising me for. You're absolutely yeah, right, Adam. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. That's how it all always went. Oh, I, oh, miss, oh, I miss those. Oh, Obi is much. a treasure, and uh, Bears 87 should be retired out there. There's uh, that, that man, uh, you know, how many, how many guys of that ilk who also won a, a, a world championship, 1963, let's go. Uh, so. Come on, retired. Anyway, different Carmen. 
Different Carmen. Probably better Carmen. Oh. No question. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I do kind of have a claim over it because, like, Carmen's my first name. Like, I can't really yeah, no, no, fair, fair, do anything. Fair, fair. You might just be Mark else. here. Yeah. We, I, I, no. Marcus? No, it's Mark, fine. No one's ever called me Mark, but that'd be great. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever called you Mark. <laughs> I know. I, I get it. No, I, you can, like I said, I can be Carmi. Carmi was, like, the original because my dad called me Carmi growing up. Aww. So you then, are at Carmi V. And I am at Carmi V. So, like, a lot of people will say. You are at the Carm. More people call you at the Carm than they do Mark. This is this is true. Yeah. This yeah. is true. Yeah. So, it's fine. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, I spent the last six years away. I was working for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, former NFC Central, obviously, division. And so, like, I grew up. I remember getting there. And my entire view of the Bucks was just them as division, I mean, rivals, because they weren't really that great um, in that division. And so it was one of those things where I had that view of it, and then I got to know the organization really well. Um, but I'm from Chicago originally. I grew up outside the city in Elmhurst. And uh, my first Bears game, though, didn't come till college because we didn't have season tickets because you couldn't get season tickets. Uh, still can't probably get season tickets. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long that waiting list is. It's a wait. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so I didn't get to go to my first game until college when they were playing the Arizona Cardinals, who I was interning for in college, actually. Wow. Um, but, I mean, I grew up just a diehard, absolutely unhinged Bears fan, as I think a lot of us <laughs> did. Um, my favorite player is Lance Briggs. So I have yet to meet him, and I might fangirl over him if I ever do. So don't <laughs> let that ever happen, probably. Um, he, I have his jerseys and everything like that. But I grew up during that black and blue kind of the middle linebackers just wreaking havoc. So I became a very defensive girl. Uh, I've carried that with me throughout my entire sports career because I didn't really have any offenses to speak of growing up. Um, but yeah. They're working. Yes. They're working. They're working. And, and no, I mean, it's changing, and I love yeah. that. But I, I have a very good uh, – defensive view of the game itself. And so I really like that. But yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited that I get to come out of hibernation and be a Bears fan again. Um, although I am working for Fox Sports now. Uh, I'm covering the NFC North, so I can't be um, too unhinged. <laughs> but um, I am going to get to go to a lot more Bears games now. I'm going to probably end up uh, a lot in enemy territory um, in, in the Packers. Get us intel. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, at Lambeau Field. So I will probably end up being there a lot. Um, but I'm really excited to. I'm starting like with you guys today, and I'm also starting with Fox Sports. Big today. day for you! <laughs> wow, congrats <laughs> on the uh, yes. Fox Sports thing yes. too. So she's going to be all over the NFC North. It's going to be a great resource for us here on the show when you do join us uh, once or twice a week. We got some more details that will be leaking out, out from. Uh, CHGO over the next week or so about some cool different shows we have planned to do for you. Uh, and Greg Braggs is going to be a part of that, too. Greg Braggs Jr., very well known <laughs> to the uh, Chicago Bears fan community. <laughs> Only for silly reasons on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this. It's a lot of fun being, uh, being able to rub shoulders with some of you guys in the, in the professional media field. Now you let... <laughs> One of the clowns from the circus in, so that I that I call Bears Twitter. You know, it's um, it's a crazy world. <laughs> exactly, the mean streets. Of oh Bears man, Twitter. people are gonna be so mad about that noise. <laughs> there was one time where I was listening back to the pod and totally understood why people hate that because it scared the absolute <laughs> shit out of me when I was driving on the Kennedy. I was like, what? I was like, is there an ice cream truck behind me or something? Like it was, it was. So I get it. Anyway, keep going. No, I, like I said, I'm just excited for this opportunity. You know, I'm a bricklayer, you know, by day and 
sports goof by night. And, um, you know, this is a great fit. You know, the people here all the way across the board with the Bulls, Bears, Cubs, Blackhawks, the coverage just has a real fan feel to it. And that's what I want to try to bring. You know, I've always said I'm just a fan in the stands. And my buddy Cap, he would always say, you know, quit saying that. You're in the media now. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm a fan. I don't want to. I don't want to try to be somebody I'm not. I'm just the guy in the stands that you can come up to, have a have a beer with or a, or a whiskey and coke or at the tailgate or wherever I'm at and have a good time, and, and I'll continue to be that and try to provide a little passion and energy here and, and have fun with it. Hopefully we have a, a great season to uh, to get behind, but it, it's just nice because it's the, you know, the start of um, maybe something special with this Bears team. Uh, we say that a lot, but – uh, Justin Fields is certainly different than a lot of players we've had here in Chicago. So I'm a believer. <laughs> a lot of great things happening with the Bears right now. Change in front office, a new stadium on the horizon, you know, a quarterback that can do some things that we've never seen before. So it's a great time for CHGO Bears to uh, – start their coverage this is going to be a fun season just so you know cap would also argue against himself that he's just a fan too it said he'd be float back and forth so <laughs> you got to play both sides i've learned the tricks to the trade he, he would he would yell at you for being a fan but then also say he's a fan so it's a, it's a tricky thing you're, when you're trying you're to sound like an expert your media and then if you get something wrong it's hey i'm just a fan right <laughs> see yeah, that sounds like it's called hedging. Right? It's, 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 it's called hedging. We're all everybody who got into this fan, 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 fan. Uh, and That's the, why we're all here. It's come Absolutely. on. Let's, let, this is not uh, rocket science. You wanted to work in this or be around. It's because you love it. Mike Nash says uh, Brax is going full McCaskey. I'm just a fan, <laughs> not a football guy. <laughs> yep. Who knows I'll, more, Braggs or George? What do you want? <laughs> when it comes to football, yeah. uh, I'll be nice to George today. I love George. But Carmy, Car- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of. Really I thought about teaser. just ordering a, a meatball costume and showing up in that today. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, you know, Brax is going to be. He's going to be at games. He's going to be sometimes here in studio with us. It's going to change by week, but uh, he is going to be our. What did I call you a couple weeks ago? Like the president of Bears fans <laughs> you or something? You better stop calling me that. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. You're the, you're the guy. So uh, we're really excited about the team we've built here. And then we're also going to have the former player perspective, too, with Corey Wooten, who we're going to hear from uh, in just a few minutes. But we better dive into some Bears talk. Let's go. A- as well. Oh, and, and Nick, is, by the way, full fully part of the show still. He is our guy out at Hallis Hall. Um, basically, our reporter in the building, at the games, all the time. We're going to be checking in with him uh, to get the latest from Alice Hall, and that includes here in a few minutes because he was out there yesterday on Labor Day working away along with the Bears on their sort of like half practice that they had. Big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lawrence had to work because of that too. Big day yesterday. Back yeah. on the practice field, dude's getting healthy. Let's go, Nick, out there. Which I kind of thought. Um, let's start with just your overall outlook, okay? So it's like, tech, it's Tuesday, but yesterday was Labor Day, so it's like the first day of the work week. Everybody's putting out their power rankings today. Oh, there's, boy. There's more power rankings than you'll ever get today. On, on the Tuesday following Labor Day, you'll never get more power rankings in your life, and the Bears are like somewhere between 29th and 32 out of like basically all of them. What's your general outlook for the Bears as we head into this season? The only thing I'm going to care about all season long is the play of the quarterback. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm going to do my best 
because I really, really, really love to see the Bears beat the 49ers on Sunday, start out 1-0, and and then let's dream about beating the Packers. But I'm going to do my best to just focus on how much growth we're seeing offensively. I think there's a lot of good things happening right now from everything you hear of what's going on in that quarterback room to what we're seeing on the field. Granted, the Browns uh, were missing their their entire starting secondary and, and, and guys up front as well. But that was just so nice to see. So I'm, my focus this year is on one. And uh, however many wins they get, that to me, that's just gravy. So is that, I hope that's a fair answer for you, Adam Hogue. Take it. I yeah. just think, well, I mean, but then by proxy, you're going to need to have some decent play out of your offensive line. And that's the biggest question mark for the Bears, I think. And how well Justin Fields does directly hinges on that. So I'm a little bit nervous about it, to be honest, because we don't have, uh, we still have a lot of question marks going into week one. And I think we're going to see how that all solidifies. I don't think because they don't have like, big stars on the offensive line. I think it matters more how they can play together. And that's going to, obviously, we're going to see if Lucas Patrick like slots in and he really is the starting center. Or, I mean, he's missed so much time and Justin Fields has spent all of camp bonding with Sam Mustafer again. And so I don't, I don't know how that's going to uh, work out, but I'm just more concerned with being able to protect Fields and allow him to do things and allow this run game to to do things so it helps fields can as well. I, can I have my first quibble with Carmi? Oh my god. <laughs> quibble oh. with Carmi. Oh my god. Uh, 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 the Carms uh, are uh, fighting already. Uh, I, I, I'm dialing it. I just went to quibble. I, I thought okay. about fighting. But we're just, we're just, just a minor little quibble and, we, uh, and this is up for, for everybody here. More concerned about the offensive line or the defensive line? Because I'm... So... Uh, I don't know. You're wrong. With, you're upset with the defensive line? Yeah, I, like, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. I'm. I like what's happening with the Barrow line right now. I feel like we okay. got some depth. We got some guys emerging. I just uh, who's getting to the quarterback? Um, that's that's the that's guy my, who that's had 18 my and a half sacks yeah. last year. That's yeah, one. Like, one. That's one. That's one. Also, like Alkadine Muhammad has been in this system now, and he's okay. coming on strong. He's got that rotation with Travis Gibson. Like quibble with Carmi, Carmi, Carmi. I'm not really necessarily worried, especially about the edge guys. So, I mean, the interior guys. I could see that there's a little bit of concern. I don't know. You know how well they're going to be able to eat up blockers but like you've got guys that have been able to beat that before especially in Robert Quinn so I just there's so much that hinges on the offensive line and you guys will learn this about me I'm like an offensive line I don't I think I'm an offensive lineman honestly at heart so right. I am like <laughs> I will go to bat for these guys every day of the week and twice on Sundays uh, uh, Bragg's general outlook <laughs> long snapper at heart. yeah as you guys mentioned the offensive line is certainly the question the the million-dollar question, because I think we saw in week three of the preseason, if you give Justin Fields time to throw, he can make plays. And he, he makes plays outside of the pocket. He's dynamic. So we just got to figure out how to get him time to throw and be comfortable and be able to trust that pocket when he's in there to step up and throw a strike. You know, there's things to be excited about. It's just early. Braxton Jones, you know, it seems like they might have a diamond in the rough, but he's going up against Joey Bosa week one. <laughs> That's a problem. It's a problem, but it's a good learning experience for him, and let's see how he holds up. And, you know, this whole Tevin Jenkins saga is going up and down and up and down. Who knows if he's going to play that start this week, depending on what they decide with the configuration with Lucas Patrick returning. But at the end of the day, you're just, I just have a feeling you're going to see a team that fights because last year they had let go of the rope on Matt Nagy. I mean, to me, it had happened. It started to happen at camp, and then by the time the Browns game came along and, and Justin Fields almost gets killed, 
I felt like the team had pretty much given up and washed their hands of Matt Nagy. And that's not the kind of team you want to root for. This team, they're all bought in. It's the first year of a coaching staff. Typically, you see a a big buy into that because everybody's trying to prove it to one another, whether it be the coaches to the players or the players to the coaches. So, you know, do I – I just feel like it's such an unpredictable season – and that's a good thing for the Bears because most of the time when you can predict how they're going to do, it's it's not well. Uh, so <laughs> if they're unpredictable, I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, this they're going to be the worst team in football stuff. I don't buy that for a second. This team found a way to win six games with all the, the garbage going on last season. So I certainly think they're going to be better than the worst. That's not exactly the bar I want to set here. <laughs> I want to be as good as they possibly can, but – what that means, you know, as I said on the last preseason uh, show, you know, uh, seven wins or more, and I'll be happy. Anything less than seven, and I'll be somewhat disappointed. But as Mark Carmen, you know, pointed out, everything matters about – all that matters is how Justin Fields looks this season. Well, we need to bring in the next new addition uh, to the show here. But first, I want to mention – Are you snaking yeah. out on where you're putting this team? What? I want to know where Adam Hogue is at. The same place I've had it every show we've done since April. <laughs> I want to hear it again. Right now, today. The week, this is game week. We literally did this Friday. At nine, I got him at 9 and 8. I will, okay. Yeah, yeah, tennis guy. You enjoy your tennis last week. I, I, you the, know, I, I knew re- you were going to taunt me at some point, so I brought you a gift. I brought a you US a, a U.S. Ball? Open. It says it right there. 2022. You can't quite see it, but there you go, buddy. From, live from the U.S. Open. I knew. That's I knew it's awesome. It, thank you. You can't even get it signed by Serena, though. I, 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 I hang it out with I Nick did, Wright in your courtside seats. I, I, we weren't courtside for that one. I love you, Nikki. But uh, <laughs> I, I could have gotten you a Siniakova autograph. But uh, here, we'll just put that there right there. It's a nice little no idea added, added prop. But there you go, buddy. Uh, I, I've that my my dream, Lawrence, is to be a ball boy at the U.S. Open. This is I've been, true, actually. I've been putting that out there for years. I've heard this and, like and, I, and I right now. I, I I literally interviewed one of the ball boys this year. How did you get that gig? You we and and I've got his contact information. So 2023. Does that guy need to be nervous? No, well, he just said, I mean, he's, I'm going to be calling. That's all. Okay. He doesn't really right. need to be nervous. Okay, I'm sorry. Can, go ahead. Get uh, real quick, I want to tell you with with all this excitement we got going on here at CHGO. We also have an amazing points bet deal specifically for Bears fans. I know we had one of these a couple weeks ago. It was for the White Sox, and everyone who watches this show is like, well, what about Bears? Okay, well, here it is. Look at those beautiful sweatshirts on your screen if you're watching on YouTube. Woof. So starting today through the end of Sunday's game, if you use promo code CHGO, new users only, but you bet $51 or more, either before the game or live on this game versus San Francisco, users will receive this Midway Varsity hoodie or the sweatshirt, the QB1 shirt, a CHGL membership, and two risk-free bets up to $2,000 on points bets. The best deal, if you haven't signed up yet with points bet, now is your time because you can... Pick between those two sweatshirts on your screen right now. You got that hoodie, uh, or you go with the crew. I like them both. I'm going to have to get both. Sorry. Uh, and then the QB1 shirt, which we released last week, all along with the CHGO membership, which includes all of our coverage. Um, 
No, you get every best deal I've ever seen. Look at that. Come on. There it is. I mean, come on. I've been, been waiting for the hoodies and the sweatshirts. I know, right? Oh, it's hoodie season. It's getting the hoodie season. Hoodie season. All right, let's bring in our guy, Corey Wooten. We Welcome to the team, buddy. It's good to Corey. see you. Hey, what's let's going go. on, How are you guys? There How's everybody doing? Of course, uh, Corey Wooten played at Northwestern, played for the Bears, had a great NFL career. He's been doing great work in the media ever since. Awesome having uh, him join us, and he's going to be a big part of our Monday shows, which we're going to put a lot of time and energy into those Bears Monday shows after the day after the game, and Corey's going to be here uh, as part of those. So welcome in, buddy. It's good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. There's a lot of Northwestern energy in here. No offense, Ray. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats, baby. Go Cats. One and oh. Just keep on getting that Huge out. Huge win. Carmen and Carmeet, but Carmen first. Did you go golfing out there? You're in Ireland, the mecca of golf courses. Did you play the link style courses or did you not? Because so, if you didn't, don't talk to me anymore, man. No, no, no. <laughs> you're good. I, I'm going to come up a little bit short, but I can tell you that I took a beautiful hike through the town of Houth, which is glorious. And a part of that hike, I could see the course and I stepped on the tee at 14 and, and, and took in the beauty. So I didn't actually hit any golf balls, but, uh, but I experienced the glory of, of, of the course if, a little bit at least oh, so that's that's you're something. going through the shots yeah you're going through the shots okay i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna hit a nice finger here keep it low on the link style let it run out then i'm gonna have my approach shot knock down pitching wedge exactly. had the whole thing going right exactly yeah. I, I i i had i had the whole thing played in my mind so it's it was it's go. a beautiful place i highly recommend it for anybody who who has uh you know some desires to travel my, overseas my jealousy was just raging throughout <laughs> that was, entire experience out there. I almost like couldn't even watch the game because it was it was so painful. Um, but anyway, we're uh, let, let's jump into some Bears talk, Corey. Want to get your thoughts on a, on a couple things as we jump into game week here. I mean, we are we are into it. it is we got to start previewing the 49ers. Um, but let's talk about the offensive line real quick because there's a sort of a fascinating situation that could play out this week. Lucas Patrick seems to be on the verge of returning from his hand slash thumb injury. Um, but when you're a center, you have to be able to snap the ball, and that is his snapping hand. So you know, I, I think there's potentially still a situation where he could be healthy enough to be clubbed up or have that hand protected well enough to be able to play but might not be able to snap. And so the question is, do you put him at right guard then after all the success that Tevin Jenkins has had the last few weeks, that would seem kind of disruptive. So where, how would you handle that situation right now? Yeah. So, so that situation, I would leave the guards the same. I would just swap Mustafer for Patrick, and when Patrick's ready to go and snap the ball, you plug him in there. Mustafer's got most of the reps in the preseason. He kind of built that relationship with Justin Fields and company. I think you leave everything the same. You just swap the center. I think that's the best uh, recipe for success at this point. I, I, that's why we're paying you the big bucks, Corey, because I, I completely agree. Lu Lucas Patrick, when you're ready to play center, you can play. But in, until then, th we are in developmental year. Tevin Jenkins is developing right before our eyes. To, to rip him out of there right now for a guy to who's going to have to play with a club on his hand doesn't make any sense. By the way, Corey, how hard, w if you're going up against a guy with a club, like, what's your, is that, does that feel like, oh, my God, I got a huge edge here? Exactly. I'm attacking that hand every time, you know, especially especially in the pass rush situation. So I think it's a, it's a tough situation to play with the club. So I, I'd rather have the best 
five guys out there. You know, I think you just swap Mustafer and when Patrick's ready to go, because Tevin Jenkins, he's improved so much. I think, I think he's going to be a stable at right guard for years. Um, you know, I think he's tremendous. He's a road grader. He's nasty. That's what we need more on this team. Um, so I, I think you got to keep him at right guard. Corey, the quarterback matchup this week is fascinating because, you know, you have two guys that were part of the same draft class, both first-round picks. Of course, the 49ers made the huge move to go up and get Trey Lance and then didn't really play him last year. He got a little bit of playing time, but it was still Jimmy Garoppolo's show. The the results with Trey, by the way, similar offense because the Bears have now transitioned to a lot of what the 49ers are doing. So it is a new offense to Justin Fields. For Trey Lance, he's technically been in it for a year, but he doesn't have the same playing experience I would call it bumpy at best from what we saw with Trey Lance in the preseason. And then they pulled this huge curveball last week and they re-signed Jimmy Garoppolo after no one thought that was going to be even a possibility all offseason. So is there – the 49ers are a good team, but do the Bears have the quarterback advantage in this matchup on Sunday? They do 100%. You look at the, the preseason, right, Justin Fields – has been leaps above what, what Trey Lance did this uh, preseason. I mean, in the last game alone, Justin Fields just seems so comfortable out there. And them signing Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, that, that can do a lot for a young guy's confidence. I think they're saying, we really don't feel that comfortable. I think that's telling you everything you need to know. So Justin Fields definitely has the advantage. What he's done in the preseason, just his confidence back there. He looks like a different quarterback. And that's what happens when you have a play caller that scripts for success and push you in position to succeed. So Justin Fields definitely has the edge. Where are you at on the Carm versus Carm quibble on offensive line versus defensive line? Just out of, we got to settle that right now. I think I'm with Carm. I I love the defensive line. I think that's the strong suit, right? Al Kadeem Muhammad. He had a great season last year as like a full time starter. Um, you look at Travis Gibson. Really came into his own. Robert Quinn's going to have another great season. We could have potentially three guys that have double digit sacks. And then you talk about guys, Armand Watts, who we just signed as well, had five sacks a year ago. So Justin Jones, I think he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can be. I think the defensive line and the front seven is the strong suit of this team. The offensive line kind, kind of is the big question mark for me. I really like what I've seen with Kevin Jenkins has done. Um, we, we like what Braxton Jones done in the preseason. But week one, going against Nick Bosa and Sam, Samson Mbuke, that's going to be a tough matchup right there, you know, and then Eric Armstead inside. This is going to be a real tough matchup for the Bears, and we'll see kind of how this whole line is shaking up. Let's not freak out, by the way, if they get crushed on Sunday against the Niners because this is a very tough matchup. I, and I, also, I just like the depth. Reef is just sitting there, too, if, if you need him. Yeah. Uh, Leatherwood's in other additions. So they, they have – it just feels like they have a lot more options than, than, than before. But, you, Corey, your point, it sounds like you think the Bears are going to win a bunch of games then if, if that all comes together. I do. I, I told everybody this. I think they will win nine games. Everyone thinks I'm absolutely crazy. You know, you look at the growth from Justin Fields, relying on a running game. They're going to play great defense. They're going to stop the run, something they haven't done in three years, right? When you're able to stop the run and then be able to get after the passer and you're a disciplined team, that's something that they've struggled with under Matt Nagy. Discipline was a key thing. Personal fouls, offsides, things of that nature will really hurt you. So they were one of the most penalized teams in the league. So, so you combine that. You play great defense. You rely on the running game. You put Justin Fields in a position to succeed, and you score in the red zone. I think they could win nine games. The schedule is not that tough. 
Corey, this is a very unscientific way of uh, of judging expectations. But I'm in a fantasy league with a bunch of Packer fans, basically all <laughs> Packer fans, and so every year they just you know they just shit on the Bears the whole time. And usually they're right. But all of a sudden, we're doing our draft yesterday. And these guys can't wait to draft David Montgomery. Oh, yeah. Darnell Mooney. All of a sudden, Justin Fields in the sixth round by a Packer fan. Wow. So which is it here? I mean, are we are th- this whole national narrative that the Bears are bad and the offense stinks and Justin Fields is no one around them, but now they can't wait to draft all these fantasy guys? I mean, wh- wh- all of a sudden, that's confusing me here, Corey. Yeah, I, I think it's the other way around. Aaron Rodgers, right? The lack of weapons for him this year is a big concern. It seems like his running back position is his greatest position this year. So it's going to be interesting. They're project- projecting them or the Vikings to win, but I think the Green Bay is just a favorite every year just because of, of Aaron Rodgers. But I think it's going to be a tough year for him. I think he's frustrated with the wide receiver core, talking about drops, this, that, and the other. So um, I think the Bears are going to surprise a lot of people. I just love what I've seen with Justin Fields. It's like night and day from last year. Um and then you talk about if, if we can score in the red zone, a guy like Cole Komet, and I've always said this, I think he could be like Kyle Rudolph in his prime, you know, the Pro Bowl type of Kyle Rudolph. Give you seven to 800 yards receiving, really efficient in the red zone, good blocker as well, and, and really, be that, uh, really, really be that utility guy in the red zone for Justin Fields. Corey, I've been really impressed with the job Ryan Poles did in this year's draft. I, I, all these rookies have flashed at some point whether it be in the preseason games or at camp, you know, how, but for your prediction to go right for nine and eight, these rookies are really going to have to step up quickly. You know, Braxton Jones, Bayless Jones, stretching the sidelines, you know, uh, for the defense. And, and then of course, Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon, you know, uh, all bears fans are very excited about those two guys. How fast can bears fans expect them to catch up to the speed of the NFL and be ready to be difference makers because the early in the season, I feel like is the time for the bears to win these games and attack that nine win prediction that you're, yeah. you're putting them at. I, I think pretty early on, I think they've done a great job through the preseason. I think that's half the battle, just getting that confidence, right? If, if you do it in the preseason, it gives you confidence, right? If they kind of struggle during the preseason, then I, then I, then I'd be a little bit nervous, but they've all done a great job across that, that rookie class and Braxton Jones, Seems like that Charles Leno type, a guy that's going to be able to be as stable at left tackle for the next couple of years. Kyler Gordon, uh, Jaquan Brixton, you know, they've done a great job in, in this preseason and they're going to be starters day one. So all these guys, I'm looking for them to step up big, especially on the defensive side of the ball, you know, hit, hit the ground running. And I'm excited, man. People, people think I'm absolutely crazy for, for saying nine wins, but that, that's the recipe for, for success. You look at Tennessee, right? A guy like Ryan Tannehill, nobody wanted him. Right, and you have a great running game. You take the pressure off him. He's efficient. He doesn't turn the ball over. And look what they've been able to do by playing great defense as well. I want to talk about those Jaquan, the Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon pickup, and just like the secondary in general too. And Corey, as someone that was in the trenches, what does it do for you when you know that the back end has things locked up, and especially in a Matt Eberflus defense? I mean, you're talking the middle back levels are just crucial to what they're trying to do, take the ball away, making those plays. What does it do for you guys up front then to know that, all right, we can maybe sell out a little bit more because we know that these guys behind us are going to have us, you know, in, in the long run? It, it, all, it all works together. Rod Marinelli, who coached me in Chicago under Lovey, Russian cover, we work together, right? The, the, the front four gets the pressure, 
those guys in the back half buy us an extra second so we can get home. So it all works together. And I've loved what I've seen in the preseason. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this defense because we're going to have a disciplined defense, a defense that can stop the run. And when you stop the run, that's when you can pin your ears back. And the big fellas up front, they get excited. They get that big grin on their face. They're going to be able to get after that passer. So I'm really looking forward to this because a lot of people, when Matt Eberflus first got signed to the Bears, like, oh, no, I want an de- uh, offensive-minded coach. I said, no, 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 this is the recipe. You look at all the years the Bears did well with Dicka, defensive-minded team, Lovey, all those years, defensive-minded team. You know, now if we can get the offense around Justin Fields, I, I think the monsters of the midway are back. If we can control that possession on offense and get him confident, it's going to be a great season. All right, Corey, you got nine wins. Is this game against the 49ers one of those nine wins? <laughs> and if so, I mean, what's the matchup here? What do the Bears have to solve? Because if if they do win, it would surprise a lot of people, um, and it's not going to be easy to, to do. So this, this is going to be a win this week. Um, we got the new turf out there. They're rolling out the new turf, which, which is <laughs> a great thing. Because, because playing on that turf for years, you know, we got used to it, but it, it wasn't a very good playing surface, to be honest with you guys. And I think everybody knows that. You guys have heard that from players and opposing teams especially. Um, but I, I think the matchup comes down to how our offensive line plays against that defensive line because I think they're a talented front in there. Chris Korosek is that defensive line coach. I, I, uh, I played for him in Detroit. He's a great coach. They, they have a talented bunch of Nick Bosa, uh, Samson out there, Eric Armstead, big guy uh, you know, in the middle. 6'7", I think he's 290 or 300. This is going to be a great test for them. You know, if, if, if we can control them, keep them at bay with the play calling, right? Really get the running game going early on. Try to frustrate a guy like Nick Bosa. If he wants to get active, he wants to be able to get after the passer, you know? Slide the protection toward him. Don't let him be a factor in that game, right? I'm, I'm putting all my focus on him. Because he's going to try to go against Braxton Jones. He's say, I have a rookie out here at left tackle. I'm going to try to put him on the island. Nope, slide the protection. Let's get the chip help. Let's really help Braxton Jones out in this first game. Let's get David Montgomery going. Let's get Khalil Herbert. Let's get Justin Fields on the run. Let's let's get this this offense ready to go. So I think if they can do that, rely on the running game, get Justin Fields going, you know, get some of those smaller intermediate throws, then open things up. I think they can be successful. And defensively, I think if you stop the run, you put the pressure on Trey Lance. He struggled in this preseason, right? I, I think – if you can do that, you can really get after them by stopping the run first, really, really knocking out that run. We can get after them and fluster them. But, you know, they have some talented weapons, people, Samuel, George Kittles. Um, but I think Trey, Trey Lance, I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on him. I'm not sold on him. Corey, before you go here, they're going to name four captains tomorrow, and I guess we're going to have an honorary captain rotating each week. Do guys care who gets named? Yeah, I, th- I think guys do. I think guys have a lot, a lot of pride in that, you know, because they want to be the captain, you know, especially the leaders on the team. Um, you know, I, I would, I would be surprised if Justin Fields is the captain. You know, what he's, what he's been able to do this off season, um, just his confidence, guys buying into him. So I'm looking forward. I think he'll be a captain this year, but I think guys really, really do care about that because it's important. You know, guys, when I was there, Erlacher was a captain, Julius Peppers was a captain, um, Jake Cutler. You know, you want you want you want the guys that are that are stables um, of these franchises to, to be leading you guys to the coin toss every every week. So I think guys do do look forward to that. All right, Corey. Well, 
I got a million questions I could ask you. The good news is we got Mondays throughout the season to to go through yep, those. You you, pl- you played in this scheme. It's going to be a perfect fit for us here at CHGO uh, as we talk through it. And, you know, you predicted a win. First one on record here. I have a feeling there might be some more uh, with this crew this week making that <laughs> prediction. Um, but hopefully that comes true. And we will see you here in studio on Monday. Looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, guys. Looking forward to getting in the studio with y'all. See you, Ryan Field, on Saturday. Big game with Duke. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Academic U, baby. There it is. Corey Wooten. You can follow him on Twitter, at Corey Wooten. And you should. uh, Two O's, two T's in there. You always got to remember that. Double O, double T. Remember that from my writing days, writing about Corey Wooten sacking Brett Favre, which is another thing we got to get into. I I figure we could save that for, you know, at least Monday. I, gotta say I, want, I want the full, yeah, I want to hear the full, oh, like, coming. everything that's going through his head as he's making that play. Well, and then he went and played for the Vikings right after that. Yeah. One of the most iconic Bears-Packers plays yeah. for uh, Bears fans ever. Yeah. I'm just feeling all Hawk Harrelson right now. I love Corey Wooten. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> hell, that's a hell of a higher right here. Uh, it's, it's awesome to be able nine to. Nine and eight. That's like, um, he, he, I, you so I said two nine. on Friday. And I, then I'd spent all weekend thinking I should have said eight and nine. Well, the Bears have what, like the fourth easiest schedule? Because yes. I was, I was, because I was looking at it, and I don't have an issue getting to nine wins when I'm looking at the schedule. Do I actually think that's what's gonna happen? I don't know, but I could see it happen pretty easily, especially yeah, given the schedule and given the when the games are coming and all that kind of stuff. What's interesting to me is how much optimism is out there on this team. I mean, you yeah, so that's so, true. This, that's the true. chat is just rolling. It's all here though, nationally. It, there's not. No, listen, I, I was a. Is, sta- it, is I, it a Chicago against the world thing? Then? It, it feels <laughs> like it this season. Like it really does feel like it right now. Two a.m. last night, I'm listening to Bill Simmons's podcast. Oh, they were just yes, I was listening to it yesterday too. They they just maybe we should pull that for tomorrow, or whatever. And, later and, and so they they break down the over unders for every team, and any team that was playing the Bears, it was like that's a win, that's a win. You know, like they just immediately counted it as a win. Uh, Uncle Sal, like Uncle Sal, he warned Bill. He's like, don't cousin, don't, don't, cousin, cousin Sal. Sal, whatever. My guy Sal, you're awesome. I love the pod. They they uh, were like, don't don't say this. Bears fans are gonna get mad at you. I'm like, you're right. Bears yeah, fans yeah. are they yeah. are gonna get mad at you, uh, but they know it, it's. I, but uh, I think I think Bears fans have a right to be mad about. It no, we right don't. No, we we haven't done anything. We we we, we come it's on. It's been a little ridiculous. <laughs> at which part? There's something to be said for being a realist too. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I, <laughs> not here. Come on. <laughs> Back to the QB. That's all that matters. Wins are sweet. But the, the, if the quarterback develops and you roll into next offseason with either a, a really high draft pick or a medium high draft pick and all the money, then we can sit here next year at this time and yeah. talk Super Bowl. Let's go. Over <laughs> under Justin Fields, two and a half touchdowns Sunday. Wow. I love that so mm. much. <laughs> Let's 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 roll the over, baby. Come okay, on, there come on, There's come your on optimism. I'll, I'll there, go with that. Your optimism. I mean, All right, yeah. uh, we're gonna bring in Nick here uh, momentarily. Got a couple partners to tell you about, uh, but Nick's gonna briefly swap in here with Greg Braggs. But first, Athletic Greens, our next partner. We use it here at CHGO um, because we want better gut health, more energy, better immune system. Got all these pills and vitamins you have to take? No, you just take Athletic Greens every day. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients 
supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of those things. Um, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bears. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. <laughs> Foco got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side, hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles. Foco, looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life. Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO. You'll get 10% off. Nick, What's up, Nick? Nick, Nick, job, Nick, Nick. Hi, Nick. People can't recognize me. Who is that? Don't have the mustache, so now I'm just a completely new person, I guess. So, You look good. Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you. I missed you already because I had to do all the damn reads. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, that athletic reads one. It's, uh, it's wordy. I mean, that is, that's, that's work right there. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Nick is still our guy that's going to be covering the team all season long. We're checking with him you know, all the time. Um, also, we should mention that you and Will on Thursdays going to be bringing back like Chicago Audible, Audible yeah, throwback preview show. So if you enjoyed that, we're going to go really in-depth. Obviously, Bears focus, but... Yeah, like the good old days, throwback, everything you need to know about the Bears for this week, one matchup with the 49ers, we got you covered. Yeah, the Chicago Audible OGs, don't worry about it. We got you covered. Those preview episodes, we're <laughs> bringing them back. Um, <laughs> oh, Nicholas's mustache is still at Hallis Hall looking for scoops. Hopefully he gets something, you know. That's a pretty good comment. Yeah, I like that. It'll be back by, like, Friday. You'll already see, like, the everything starting to grow back. So we'll bring, it, we'll bring back the mustache probably November. You know. should have, like, a – it should be based on wins and losses. Oh. Like, if they win, oh. you have to keep the mustache. Or what? loss, yeah. Yeah. Then Maybe go with the losses. Guaranteed to stay for uh, a little bit. <laughs> mustache or no mustache, let's just call it what it is. Nick's the best-looking guy here. I mean, the guy's just <laughs> – guy, I mean, he's just so smooth. Look at him. The hair there, the smile. I mean, everything that's, that he's got going on over there. The coverage. Wow. Come on. The Audible, thank shout you, out to the Audible. The shoes, look at I know, <laughs> like I slipped in like a 20 earlier, but I didn't know I was going to get all that. Dude thank comes you. flying in with an app. He's eating an apple today. He's so just pure. He, he's such a great teammate. He's always retweeting, give, eat giving way, love. He eats way better than I do, for sure. Out at Hallis Hall, he's got like every <laughs> fine, good, healthy food product, Athletic Greens, looking at you. You do right. kind of have a kitchen at your cubicle. You, I do. Well, I, I gave away all the <laughs> chips that I was storing, and then oh, I kind of yeah. gave those away so whoever got them, yeah. They you were kind of hoarding those. <laughs> yeah. Mainly because you're smart enough not to eat them. Yeah, but it's like when yeah. you're there those days in training camp, Adam, it's like, get hungry. that's all you got to eat. Yeah. So it's a lot of work. Them. All right, speaking of that, what did you learn at House Hall yesterday? Well, the Bears are finally getting healthy. Everybody, all the 53-man roster, six wide receivers, you guys, all of them participated. So that was a wow. good thing. 
to see for the Bears. The only player that did not participate was Dominique Robinson. So the Bears are getting healthy for week one. Um, Matty Refluce, we've been asked about captains, Adam, and what, what's going to be the philosophy there. Matty Refluce is going to announce tomorrow the four captains, and then an honorary captain will be each week. So that's how Matty Refluce is going to handle the captains this season. And then the topic of discussion was Nick Bosa. Got a chance to talk to Larry Borum and also hear from Braxton Jones. I asked him what what's so difficult in trying to block a guy like that. Basically said, everything. well, Larry Borum called, yeah. yeah, everything, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's what it was. He's not just good at the yeah. bull rush. He can maneuver around you. He does so many things well. Larry Borum called him slippery because mm-hmm. of all everything that he can do. So they know it's not going to be. They, they know that there's going to be some snaps they're going to lose, some yeah. they're going to win. But they go back to all the days in training camp that they've been going up against Travis Gibson, Robert Quinn, and hoping that can help prepare them for this. You know, really, it's a tough matchup. It's not just Bosa. There's Armstead. I think 43-and-a-half of the 48 sacks the 49ers got came from just a defensive line. So it's a a group that can really get after the opposing quarterback. And then the last thing, Amir Smith-Marset and, you know, Mark, as you know, University of Iowa, um, got to talk to him for a little bit. I asked him, do you feel like there's, like, a chip on your shoulder because the Minnesota Vikings traded to get Jalen Rager, and he was gone. And now he's on the Bears. He said, absolutely. He knows how that situation played out. Matty Refluce also said he's another guy that can compete in the wide receiver room, also on special teams as a kick returner, but overall just adds competition. But that was really the, the lowdown from the, the quick day at House Hall Monday. I did talk to a University of Iowa in the trenches Hawkeye, on, on Smith Marset. So uh, dynamic in the special teams, potentially. Mm-hmm. Size is an issue. Speed is there. These are my detailed notes here. Uh, in the kickoff return game, capable, could take it to the house. Also, he's capable of trying to run through seven guys and, and fumbling the Love football it. as well. No. <laughs> uh, okay, and and doesn't really have a great <laughs> understanding of, of route running where to sit down, that type of stuff. Relies on his speed too much, which looks great at the University of Iowa or better there in the NFL, different story. So that's my, that's my read there on, on, the, on the Hawkeye. What is your read on Lucas Patrick this week? Because I, I, I kind of have this hunch that he's going to be fine in play. Mm-hmm. Like this has been the plan all along since he got hurt on, what, the second day at camp or whatever that was. Um, but at the same time, he hasn't been out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been – he didn't get those preseason reps. He never had a padded practice, really. Yeah, But Adam, he is a veteran. He's been around, and he's he can jump in there and be fine. But those reps with Justin Fields when you're the center, that does matter. It does matter. And I wonder, like, obviously, Matt Eberflew said, don't know if it's going to be center or guard where Lucas Patrick's going to slot in once um, he's actually ingrained in, in the offense and he practiced yesterday. But – what could he have showed you in one day of practice that tells you he's better at right guard than Tevin Jenkins is from what we've seen the last, like, two and a half weeks? And he's only gotten better since Tevin Jenkins has taken that right guard spot. So, Iberflus, I think, is like, you know, being, being a coach, he's like, I don't know where he's going to play yet, and we'll obviously maybe get a better indication tomorrow. But to me, it seems like if he's healthy enough to snap, there, it didn't seem like I looked at the video that was uh, out there uh, yesterday. There wasn't a brace. So... I, I think if he's healthy, he should be the center. Tevin Jenkins should be a right guard. 
I don't I don't think you move those guys. Like I just think that the, the development of Tevin Jenkins is too important at this point. And like he said it, Ryan Pohl said it on the podcast with you, Adam, mm-hmm. where he was like he found a home there, and they used that terminology. And like it, and having a home implies that you're gonna stay there. And so like I just think that for someone who you know you spend all this time quelling all of the rumors and all that kind of stuff, being like no no no, you have a home here. We really like what you're doing at guard. And I trust Ryan Poles as far as you know, his evaluation of offensive linemen for obvious reasons. But the whole thing with Lucas Patrick, like, I don't know if you do play him in the first game either way because he does not have the chemistry yet with Justin Fields. And, like, this center quarterback relationship and the exchange that happens in the split seconds before a ball is snapped, like, even if he can snap, you don't know necessarily, like, all right, are you making that check? Are you calling the mic point? Are you doing all of that kind of stuff? Am I doing that? And then especially having Justin Fields being still a young quarterback – quarterback like it's not that doesn't that's not going to come supernaturally just in the first game and there can be a lot of miscommunication and that can be catastrophic between those two players that, that's what really sucked about his injury because they were on I mean they paraded both Lucas up there with Justin Fields and they were building that bond and so right. that's gotten ripped away uh I, I, I mean could, I could see Lucas being named one of the captains tomorrow agreed yeah 100 yeah, percent. sure yeah and that's how much he matters yes so. but the other the other thing though about like let's just remember he was signed for a two a two year eight million dollar deal four million guarantee. This is not like some premier offensive lineman yeah. that was coming here. I think great fit. You're taking away from the Packers. Getsy knows him. If it, it fits in the offense, we definitely want him out there. But it's yeah. not like this is some Hall of Famer that you just absolutely have to get on the field. On the other side of it, I don't think anyone's excited about Sam Mustafer being at uh, at center yeah, on, on against the Niners either. So, yeah. but if he can't play center then it, it, to me it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. Yeah, if he can't play center and you're just throwing him out at right guard, again, Tevin Jenks has been one game the reps. He's been having the chemistry with that starting unit that we've been seeing with Fields. I feel like that would just be the better option right now. Yeah. All right, well, good Great. stuff, Nick. We will check in with you again tomorrow from House Hall. We'll have the kind of the press conferences going on simultaneously mm-hmm. with your show, so we should have some news coming out. We'll react to it, and uh, we'll – Bring you in to find out what, what matters from Al's Hall. All right. Make sure you're following on Twitter, at Nicholas Moriano. Nick, we'll Nick, bring Nick, Braggs Nick, in here Nick, 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 for the last five minutes of the show. Typically, we end our shows with super chats and <laughs> questions. And uh, appreciate all the love being thrown our way today with everybody tuning in with our full team here. And um, where should we start, Lawrence? What do we got? So we got Leo here. I was going to say, I don't even understand what that money is. So that's like $10 Brazilian dollars? Okay. That's, that's big dough right Carm, there, Leo. What's the exchange rate? I, I, I'm assuming that's a, a one for 1.3-er, Adam. Thank you, Leo. We appreciate whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, we love you, brother. Yeah, he said, people live in Brazil. I've been a father, a father of the Bears since uh, 2006. I follow you for a long time. Congratulations on your work. Thank you, Leo. We appreciate you being here, and I uh, hope you stick with us all season. David with a four ninety nine in U.S. dollars. <laughs> That's four ninety nine. Yeah, you got the tax on there. Why aren't we talking more about turnover ratio being the most reliable predictor of wins in the NFL, especially in regards to the hits principle? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, is it the most reliable predictor? I mean, it's up it's, there. It's, it, it's turnover it's, margin in general. Yes. I feel like is. So Very if they, much so. And that's the, the flip side. Like, the Bears may... Right, that's the thing. It's like it's not only... But 
forcing them. But Fields can't be throwing interceptions left and right either. The ball. If, it, and if he's under pressure, that might be a problem. But it's it's hard to know if we're going to get them. Although our latest uh, undrafted free agent addition, Kingsley Jonathan, was doing that in the preseason. So they are betting on that. I yeah. I cannot see a scenario in which they don't have more takeaways this year. Really, I, they have to. That's I mean, Eberflus stresses that. Yeah. So much for his defenses. And also, like, he they, he does those swarming drills in practice. I was there at House Hall for a couple of practices this year, and he has the entire defense. And I think it was Al-Kadeen Muhammad that said it. He was like, yeah, the biggest way to piss Eberflus off is to not give any effort and to not get to the ball as a defensive player. So, like, that in itself is going to lend it, you know, a, I, there's going to be a takeaway influx, I think, this year. I'm really optimistic about that because I think these guys can make plays on the ball, too. There's no doubt it's being preached every single damn second up there. <laughs> I, I, it's I, good. Yeah, it's great. It's Hey, let's go. Hits principle. I'm in. Uh, but, I, but I'm not as sold as you, Carmi, that it's going to officially happen. I guess as much as sold as Adam. Probably you, too, Braggs. You, You'll see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I Listen, five turnovers a game. Let's go. There's Twitter is bullied. Adam into nine wins. We'll get you there. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a week. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Uh, they had 16 takeaways last year, guys. I mean, they ranked towards the bottom of the league. Yeah. Oh, more than spot. last year. Okay, yeah, I, that's oh, what I said. okay, okay, okay. What do you think I said? I thought you. I, I I heard it somehow in my mind is more than who whoever they're playing that they're gonna that, oh. that, that by the end of the year the Bears are gonna be taking the ball away more than their opponents. That's you don't how think they'll be what? in the plus margin. I have my. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We got we got a lot. That to, seems like more of an indictment on the offense not being it, taken care of. Yes, the ball, yes, okay, yes, right. yes. Well, uh, they, and that's a fair point. That <laughs> could very much be a problem. Don't worry, Bears Twitter. I'll get to work on them. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a few days. I, I'm going to live in reality. It's just a drop here. Every, every, oh, every no, now and then. Every now and Okay, fine, Bregs. We'll, Ooh, I like this question. Willie with the $2 super chat. Which wide receiver besides Mooney breaks out this year? Oof. Bayless Jones, that's an easy one. Easy one. What about EQ? Bayless. I like EQ. Bayless is going to take the top off this defense. You know, everybody's talking about the gadget plays he's going to do, but I think he's going to do a little more downfield than people realize. He can is play. Is he going to practice ever? He doesn't need to practice. Okay. He's just going to play. Need practice. If well, the lights come on. Route running isn't really his strength at this point, though. Like, he was so limited in college when it came to that stuff. So, like, how many targets can you reliably give him with – Limited practice reps and his limited experience at yeah, it's the route tree. Certainly not ideal. I'm sure he wishes he had more reps in there. But Fields specifically asked for him. They drafted yeah, him. Okay. And uh, from the few practices I saw where he was out there, Fields' eyes certainly going that team. way because he has that separation ability. He does. That's uh, true. I'll, I'll take the chalk. You're going to get healthy. That quad is fine, Byron Pringle, and you're going to come out here, and there's a reason why they brought you over to be the number two, and you're going to show that you should still be in Kansas City, and you're going to bring that veteran presence. You're going to do something. Valus Jones, uh, I, I like him a lot, but it's uh, and, and, and the, just the versatility, but the way he purely looks catching the football right now – I, 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 can't, I, I can't put him there. Here's the way I'm going to answer this. I mean, I'm going to stick to the question, which was wide receivers. But if we're being honest, like, the person who needs the breakout the most is Cole Komet. Cole Komet, yes. Okay, like, yeah, that yeah. needs to be the breakout star. But if we're going to talk about the wide receivers, man, I'm stretching to make an argument for any of these guys, really. <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, and, and I'm okay with Valus Jones. Like, I just think for everything they're going to ask him to do, and it's going to be a very horizontal situation with him and a lot of motions, like – he needs to practice. He needs time to pick up the offense. Like, that's asking a lot from a rookie, even if he's 35 years old already. Uh, not, 
Oh, boy. Most overblown right. storyline ever. I know, that's, why I, that's why I lean into it because it's okay. totally overblown. Right. Simmons did the same thing. They got this, this rookie who's 25. Like, he's relaxed. <laughs> he's 25. Who cares? Can I give you my sleeper, though? Please. Okay. I'm excited. I mean, I'm really going all in on that corner route versus the Browns. Dante Pettis. Oh. He, I should have said Dante Pettis. I am, Dante Pettis is doing things out there. I'm excited I, about Dante I Pettis. I like his... His body awareness is... Like, I, it should be equanimous, but he still needs the, <laughs> like, make more catches. Is that, I know that sounds so basic, but like and when he does catch, he, he needs to hold on to it. How yeah, about, there's that issue too. Looks good in the return. I'm, I'm, I this little speed, Dante. Come on. Yeah, I, 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 right. I, I, I like that. I like that. All right, guys. What? We got anything else? Are we good? Okay. okay. Can people even hear you talking right now? No. Okay. They can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to Lawrence. Um, just let's get a couple more questions out of here, and then we can get out of here. Uh, what else we got? Can I, can I just throw one thing out uh, on, the, on the undrafted free agents and, and just throw some love and excitement Sterling Weatherford's way? Can I do that for just one split second? Oh, I thought you were going to say Jack Sanborn's going to win. Uh, I, I, have, I, I have Sanborn in here, too, but I'll save that for later in the week for you. But I, I just figured we'd do Weatherford today. Uh, went to the same college as Dominique Robinson, so he had a, a dude vouching for him to come in here. Uh, that college was Miami, Ohio, by the way, not Alabama. Yeah, right, and well, okay, <laughs> true. It would be sweeter if it was they Alabama. The same school, I, will, I will take Miami of Ohio and a grinder who fits in the hits principle. That I was looking him up. 20, you know the greatest alum of Miami, Ohio is Wally Zerbiak, Caitlin Hogue, my sister. Okay, okay, okay. Aww. Shout out, Caitlin, in, in the fam. That's a that's you have an amazing brother. That's that's beautiful. But 2017, because they're so nice to each other. Miami of Ohio. My guy, my new guy, Sterling Weatherford. I looked this up today. I'm excited about you. You know why? Because in 2017, he was the defensive scout team player of the year, working hard behind the scenes, <laughs> setting the foundation <laughs> for what we need on the hits principle with the Bears in 2022, which is why he was picked up as an undrafted free agent to come in here and make an impact somewhere. Sterling Weatherford, that's right. Carm notes. I am. Uh, I am so damn excited. He's the son of Cindy and Tim. Um, <laughs> shout out to you, Cindy and Tim. Uh, Tim was a mechanical engineer. Cindy and Tim did a great job. Cindy and Tim did a great job. I don't know what Cindy does outside of being an amazing mom and everything else, but I, I do. We don't I did need her resume. I, I don't have the resume, but I know that Tim. So, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, that's not right. Just shout out to Cindy and Tim. He was a mechanical engineering major. I just I messed up my own notes. Oh, no. uh, that means that he, you know, you that does not. You don't fall off the tree and go mechanical engineering. This dude is smart. It's a good school for mechanical engineering too. Oh my God, Carmi, how do you know that? That's uh, amazing. My neighbor. My neighbor went there. Okay. He's, he's, Wait, yeah. was Tim the me mechanical engineer? No, no, no. Major Tim, or I did, just shout was. out Cindy and Tim, the parents, and 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 this dude. Okay, you my guys two sentences there. I think I, I messed okay, up. Okay, I'm gonna back you up real quick on your whole scout team thank, player of the week. Th thank thing. you. Former scout team player of the week. Yeah. Or gear, I should say. Yeah. JJ Watt. JJ Watt. Oh, come on, Sterling Weatherford. Okay. So that means JJ Watt. <laughs> That's what that means. Transit of property. <laughs> Super Bowl. Super Bowl. <laughs> Sterling Weatherford.
probably inactive. Right, did I get you excited at all? Over I, it got me very excited. All right, Nick asks, what is the laziest media narrative you guys have heard this offseason? Besides the one we just heard. That one doesn't apply. That the, that the Bears didn't do anything to help Justin Fields this offseason? I yes. mean, that was the most notorious and laziest one I've seen because – there, it just comes in on so many different forms. Not only did you try fortify the offensive line, you got a GM who's an offensive lineman. Like, you have all of that. You got some receivers. But then you also fortified this defense. And the defense is going to help the offense. To your point, too, those same people that say they did nothing also criticize the Jaguars for spending too much, too money, much money on the players they got. Well, I mean, come on. Which were the hurt. players who were available. They, you can't they have it both ways. They deserve to be criticized for that. Well, I, but, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But you can't, you can't, like, say, oh, the Jaguars spent too much money on these players. Oh, the Bears did nothing. Well, which one is it? Like, which? And to flip it on Nick's head here, you know, the fan narrative this offseason that to me was the most ridiculous is this idea that the Bears local media wants the Bears to be bad. Oh, yeah. It's so silly. You guys have covered this team for how long? <laughs> <laughs> They're good like once every 10 years. The, the, the going is good when the team is good yeah. and the media here yeah. wants them to be good. You, you, okay, you want to go after the national media? Fine. Take your shots at Dan Orlovsky and all the other guys. Uh, but I just have found it so silly uh, that this idea that the Bears media is out to get uh, Bears fans and, and, and rain on their parade every day. It's silliness. Uh, I get we all want to puff out our chests as fans and, and write checks that the players have to cash this season. But at the end of the day, I, I, I know for a fact we all want this team to be good. And as they have all mentioned here, as legitimate media members here, that they also started out as Bears fans. We all want the Bears to be good. So, you know, I just wanted to, to stand up there and say that. Fun fact, uh, it's more fun covering a good football team. <laughs> that part. Yeah. And, that part. and it's better for business. That's yeah, what I mean. That part. So, like, <laughs> that, I don't, I don't mind saying reason. that out loud. That's just a fact. So, yeah. no one wants the Bears to. For purely selfish reasons, you should want the teams you yeah. cover to do well. I, I was, when I was with the Bucks. I went through really bad seasons with them, and then I went through really good seasons with them. And guess which one was more fun? I was just saying, and what <laughs> sold better? What I don't more know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think that time Mitch Trubisky threw five touchdowns against them was. <laughs> I was at that game. That was six. My, six. It was six touchdowns. I was at six that touchdowns. game. It was six touchdowns. So you're saying that covering that game Messiah for the Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought that he, yes, he was the second coming of Jesus like Christ. That. So that that Bucks team was not more fun than the one that won the Super Bowl. Um, shockingly, no. Okay. Shockingly, no. although my, you know, I Weird. I was rooting for the Bucks because they they were my employer at the time. But um, in the back of my head, I was like, good on you, man. Two, two things real quick here. Number one, I, Carmi, I am so with you on what they've done for Justin. If, you, if we brought Justin Fields in here right now, hey, have they done anything for you this offseason? Do you feel better about where you're at from uh, 365 days ago till now? An the, offensive coordinator who wants to build he, a system around you. He, he, he wouldn't stop smiling, I, I wouldn't think. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, we're going to do, or at least attempt to do, a great show every single damn day, no matter what. But one and seven, uh, we'll still be doing it. But at seven and one, it'd be a lot better. Yeah. Let's go. Wins. Absolutely. Wins would be sweet. Uh, And I welcome those receipts, Sam. Wherever they are, you show me the receipts of me saying that the Bears didn't do enough for Justin Fields. (laughs) I welcome those. He's in the comments every single day just complaining about everything. But he's here every single day. We love you. He's still watching. Appreciate you. But I don't really think those receipts are going to show up. That's fine. <laughs> Sam, I understand. The dude's just he just been coming at me with the tennis all day long. And, I'm and keeping that, by the way. You, 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 it's, it's for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Did you have fun? Don't just don't let some. You can keep it. Do you have a dog? No, I don't have a dog. Okay, all right. Because that I have a that, cat who thinks he's a dog. Yeah, no. This, this is this is pristine. I have a one-year-old. She might destroy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, who, who was dressed up fantastically this weekend? You look like you had fun. I, you I, had yourself. You've had a couple big weeks. London, U.S. Open, new job. Also went to family camp, Camp Nabagaman, I love you, and also went to Boyne Mountain Tennis Camp. It's been the greatest month of my life. But uh, wow. all, all, all now, oh, we are, we are back. Dream. Football season <laughs> yeah. is here. I'm dialed in. You, I'm, not, I'm not taking a day off until 2023. Let's go. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Guys, awesome having you here. We're really excited. Make sure you are following our crew on Twitter, at the Carm, at CarmyV, at G Braggs Jr. 23. And Nicholas Moriano. <laughs> still here. And Will the Malort. And Will DeWitt, too. He wasn't on the show today, but he is still a huge part of this. Uh, and we love Will very much. Corey Wooten. At Woot. Corey Wooten. Two O's, two T's. What a crew we got here. Really excited. We're back here tomorrow at noon. Should be news flowing out of Hallis. We'll have it all covered for you. Start diving in even deeper to this matchup against Game the 49ers. Week, baby. Game week. Week Let's one. Talk to you tomorrow.